Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to drink a stupid amount of beer. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Flowers for Algernon. I already feel bad. <laughs> we're starting with this beer. This is by Stillwater Artisanal. It's called Stupid Head. <laughs> uh, well, you'll find out soon enough. It's a, it's a double dry hop tropical, tropical smoothie Hefeweizen. What? Like, yeah, I know. Like too many, too many things there. It's like a really, really juicy, hoppy Hefeweizen. I get a lot of banana. That's a very standard Hefeweizen flavor. Is it? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. I feel like I'm getting pineapple. Well, I think that's the tropical smoothie element of it. Okay, well, Also, good. pineapples Success. are the uh, bananas of the tropics. I think bananas are pretty tropical, too. I bananas apples... are also the bananas of the tropics. Exactly. I thought they were the apples of the tropics. No. Apples are more <laughs> temperate, yeah. Bananas are an herb. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they are. They are. Mm-hmm. They're an herb. They're not a fruit. Means you could smoke them? Yeah. I mean, I know you smoke a fair share of bananas. Ho! Oh, <laughs> ho! Hey, ho! Ho! That's what you are if you do that. Okay, so uh, <laughs> this is called Stupid Head. Uh, very sensitively chosen because the main character is mentally retarded. But everyone just calls him stupid and slow and dumb. Because it was the 60s, 50s? I think it came out like 65 or something like that. I mean, it takes place in the 60s. I think it's concurrent to when it came out. So the book, at first it was a short story, actually, in 1961 or something like that. And then they made a book out of it. A few uh, keys expanded into a full novel. It's a lot to into a short story. Uh, actually, I read the short story in middle school. I remember reading this, and I was like, this is a really cool story. Flowers for Al. This <laughs> <laughs> is Rose for Al. <laughs> Just one. Uh, and then it expanded. And then it was actually made into an Academy Award-winning film. And the guy who played Charlie won Best Actor, Cliff Robertson. Okay. The short story is basically the same as the novel, just obviously a whole lot stripped down. Shorter. Uh, yeah. Shorter, more story, okay. uh, <laughs> less novel. <laughs> so it follows the story of Charlie Gordon, who is a 32-year-old mentally retarded person. And that is what they call him in the book. And, and I mean, mentally retarded is like not the... It's not a... Is that incorrect to say today? I think so. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's like a because mentally like never, handicapped. But the thing is they never actually say what he has. Well, they don't well, even I mean, know. Like, I don't, dis- he's just, he's just uh, by their definition, he's just slow. That's what they say, the whole He's book. very slow. He's well, got the mind of a child. Here's the thing. Uh, intelligence, IQ, is, uh, is something that you'll see on a bell curve. When you track everybody's in the population, their IQ, it will plot on a bell curve. And some people are just down on the bottom 1%. Oh, cool. No, yeah, sure. That's just, it's not necessarily. I mean, he's beyond being just it, it's dumb. Not, it's not just, it's not like mental illness or brain damage necessarily. It's just some people just naturally will fall on the bell curve just at the bottom 1% or 2%. And I think he's just one of them. Well, I mean, he's he's beyond just being like, like a stupid person. He's he's actually like something is wrong. But he's also he's not autistic. He's not um he, he, he doesn't have Down syndrome. It's not one of it's not that type of thing. True. He's just very low IQ. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, to make the connection to Forrest Gump, whereas Forrest Gump wasn't portrayed as you know having Down syndrome because he didn't. He was just really low IQ. And then his mom had to fuck the principal so he can go to school. If only Charlie's mom had done that. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie is some sort of mental handicap, whatever yeah. the right term is. I'm not trying to be offensive, but the, the whole book, they just keep saying, like, he's going to the home for the retarded adults. And you're like, ooh, yeah. that doesn't feel right. Um, but he's he, he lives sort of on his own, right? He lives on his own. He has a job. Yeah. Doing, he's like a... He's a baker. Ja- well, he's not a baker. Well, he he's, works he sweeps in up a baker. bakery and helps with deliveries. He sweeps up, does deliveries, cleans the bathroom. He's a very, very kind, 
and uh, hardworking. He goes to night classes to try to learn how to read. And uh, he gets accepted for an experiment that will potentially in- make him smart, you know, make his IQ increase. And the whole book is told, in, it's in like, mm-hmm. journal entries yeah. as he tracks it. So the first few, everything's spelt wrong. They're very short. It's, yeah, it's like very descript- very like brief descriptions of things, like, like written how a young child. It kind of reminded me of Room. I was I also thinking it was like Room for except, a couple reasons. Except that kid had way better spelling. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's another way it's like room. Remind me at the end to talk about that. Okay. Well, he leaves room, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> he gets out of a different room. He has a word sandwich. <laughs> That's how he learns how to read. <laughs> so he he is writing these things, and, and, and um, he's so optimistic, and, and mm-hmm. but he doesn't realize so many of the people around him that are his quote-unquote friends are just fucking assholes. I mean, it's really like the other guys that work in the bakery. Everybody. Because he's, he's the only one, they're the only ones he They like shit on him because he's slow. They like fun of him. They like bring him out to a party just to make fun of him. The, and the, what do they do? They leave him alone on the street just like, and they just scurry away and just laugh Yeah, they at like him. make him go the other round. They go, We're going this way and then they run around the corner and then he laughs and he gets like, did he fall or gets beaten up or something like that? Like, something happens to him. Probably just gets lost. I don't remember. But, but he, he's, he's like, yeah, that too. fucked up. Like, oh, somebody must have rolled you, Charlie. Oh, I pulled a Charlie Gordon, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you did, buddy. Pulling a Charlie means doing something fucking stupid. Yeah. And he doesn't know it. He's too naive. He's too childlike in his view of the world, and he just kind of trusts people. But the boss of the bakery looks out for him a little bit and giving him the job. The, bo- the boss is a friend pretty of his father. nice to him. Yeah, but the boss is also just absent and doesn't pay attention to what's yeah. going on. How big is this fucking bakery that he doesn't notice what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. After 17 years of him working there. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gets selected for the thing. And he goes for the experiment, and they do an operation, and he wakes up. And uh, he's supposed to get smarter, but it doesn't happen instantly, or at least he doesn't realize it's happening. Yeah. It takes a little while for him to start to get smarter. I mean, at first, there's no change. Then he gets. Then you notice, oh, word, the entries are getting longer. Word, the spelling gets a little bit better. He's using more words, better vocabulary. words, yeah. yeah, better vocabulary. Also, he's able to imagine things, because mm-hmm. in the first rounds of testing, they were giving him a uh, Rorschach test. And he's like, I just see spilled ink. And I'm like, what do you see in this? He has no concept of yeah, like abstract, a, yeah. like anything. But then all of a sudden he's able to kind of think of these things. And then it's explosive, exponential growth happens. And he becomes a genius. Mm-hmm. We should have a beer. Yeah. Cool. So we are doing the double team here. So it, these are both from Tool. Tool. Did each of you guys get one of these? Is that what yeah, happened? I got one. I got Leechy. It's a, is it, what is the full title? Dangerously close to stupid amount of fruit or other thing. What kind of beer is this? They're both IPAs, Imperial IPAs. One is brewed with lychee, one is brewed with banana. I really like the lychee one a lot more. The banana one does taste a bit like banana, but not a stupid amount of banana. The first one tastes way more like banana. The stupid head, these are very similar. And neither of them are super strongly flavored. No. Yeah, it's kind of a bunch of bullshit. I mean, they're both pretty good, but neither tastes like this tastes like banana or this tastes like lychee, whatever the fuck that is. Fuck you, God. I like both of these. I honestly, I can't tell the fucking difference between the, either I, of them. I, I think the lychee one does have a bit more of a tart flavor to it, and the banana one has a slightly different mouthfeel, I, I a little taste, more creamy. Maybe the, the feel is a little different, but the taste is essentially exactly the same. I think they didn't use enough of the fucking shit in there. Yeah, I mean, based on the name, you'd think it would be... A little bit more. I mean, I like them, but I don't understand the naming. No, for how much these probably cost, I don't think they're worth it. So he starts getting smart. Mad smart. Wicked but, smart. But there are also a lot of the book are taken up with these sort of flashbacks 
where as he gets smarter, he sort of is remembering things that had happened to him, either sort of recently that he just didn't understand or when he was a kid that he just didn't understand. And one of the, th- the beginning part of him getting smart is having all these memories of the other guys at the bakery who he thinks are his friends just be total assholes to him. And he's starting to realize, oh, yeah, they're mean. Yeah, he didn't have the capacity to realize people they're, were being mean to him before. They're just making fun of me. And one of the, I thought they were, they thought thought they were, were laughing were, with me. Yeah, he thought they were all his like best friends, but they're all just a bunch of like super douchebags who are like making fun of the special needs dude that works with them. And mm-hmm. they're all fucking low life idiots. It's not yeah, like they're, they're fucking all, professors. Yeah. They're a bunch of dopes who like deliver pies. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they're not curing cancer. And they just look down on him because that's the closest thing for them to build themselves up off of. But it is fucked up that one of the guys is called Gimpy. <laughs> Right, like <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. They're it's g- fucked up that he's Gimpy and they work with uh, Charlie. But they, they're like, and Gimpy joins in on it. Gimpy's also a prick to him. They're all kind of you using know, him as he, the foil. He knows he knows that if this guy is gone, he's Gimpy. <laughs> but Gimpy's also the head yeah. baker or something, so they don't really fuck with him. He's kind of the bigger man on campus there, so to speak. So he finds this out. bigger bread on campus. There you go. See that big bigger loaf. loaf. <laughs> he's the head Bialy. <laughs> So uh, rolling along, they, he starts to have... Uh, He's the, the Kaiser. The guys well. are real douchebag at. <laughs> so then he also... Hey, has, don't be so sour, dough. Uh, <laughs> God, I can't let... Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so he starts learning, and he really yeasts those books. You know? <laughs> anyway, they, uh, he also has flashbacks of his childhood. Yeah. And you learn about his horrific, fucking terrible childhood. Yep. Growing up in the 1940s, I guess. Yeah, uh, where his mother was in denial of his handicap, and the f- oh yeah, and the father was like, "That's his just mother is so fucked up. She's so evil. Like it's it's cartoonish how fucking awful she was." Mm-hmm. But probably not far from the truth in many people's experiences. I mean, this is yeah. still when like being you know special ed meant you didn't go to the same school as people, and you you know got put in another special place, and nobody gave a fuck what happened. It to was you. just a step above possession. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the father's like, no. I mean, he even says things that at the time were probably considered, you know, the polite thing to say or whatever. But now you look back and you're like, ooh. Like he says at one point, listen, this is just our son. It's just the cross we have to bear. And you love ooh. it. And you're like, oh, yikes. Like at first his mother is in denial that he has any issues, that he'll be fine. He's and just then, lazy. And then they have a second child, a daughter named Rose, right? Uh, I thought Rose was the mom. Norma's the daughter. Norma. They have a daughter named Norma. Because she's Norma, normal. Wow. Solid. And when Norma is actually normal, that's when the mother goes, oh, no, that kid is... I just weird. thought he's of that. Got is that true? Go. You think that's what it is? There's that's a good chance. Yeah. Who would name a child Norma for no reason? I mean, it was the 60s, but still. But the... Uh, well, Marilyn was... Monroe's parents. There you go. What? Her name Mar- was Norma, actually. Norma Jean, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, they had another kid named Norma? <laughs> <laughs> Norma Monroe. She was a bit bad actor. <laughs> but the mom, yeah, first she's like, no, he's just lazy. I have to beat this into him. I'll just hit him until he reads. And it's, the fa- it's osmosis by force. And the father was like, I don't think that's going to work, honey. It's, it's not like uh, he's Play-Doh. You can just like imprint it into his head. And then uh, he'd eat the Play-Doh. That was... It's salty. But seriously, he, just, he, he wanted to be a good boy, but he couldn't do it. Yep. And the mom would just beat him and humiliate him and then make him like go in the other room and stand in the corner and he'd shit his pants. And then she'd beat him for that. And it's fucking Trump. Like, really awful yeah. to read. I really, really felt bad reading He never had a chance. No. no. But the dad also totally understood what was happening. and was just like, huh, your mother. I'm going to go now. See you later. I have to go to work. Yep. 
There he, was the fifties, like the women's place was to raise the children. He went to work. Yeah, delivering barbershop supplies. Does. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> honey, I could have my own barbershop. How I'm many supplies do they need? I guess they need combs and razors. Combs and, and razors and scissors. That's it. Maybe that jar of blue they dip everything in. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also sell like the Vitalis and all the like other. Oh, it was like all the other like hair care products. products yeah. You know, and this is before you could just order that shit online. Someone had to deliver yeah. it. Yeah. So 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 the, when happening. the daughter is born and the daughter is actually normal, the mother realizes, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. It's it's just him, and so she Not slowly starts to basically disown her own son. Yeah, and just wants to get rid of him. But you, this is like revealed. She's embarrassed by him. Yeah. But it's revealed part, like yeah. partly through the beginning. Kind of put this all together. I mean, it's not really hard to put together, actually. But now he's getting smart, and he's starting to realize he this is, is the first happened. human of this or human recipient of the surgery. But there was another before him. There's there probably a bunch before him, right? Because it was, was tested on animals first, specifically a mouse named Algernon. And this is a beer from Off Color Brewing. We've had a whole lot of theirs, and this is oh, Jimmy's gonna like this. This is called Sibling Rivalry. I picked it because Off Color like because it's my siblings or because of the beer. Well, you figure it out. Okay. Uh, it's because uh, well, Off Color's mascot is a mouse, but also there is a, a whole lot of different siblings. Is that rivalry. what it is? Yeah. I guess they yeah. always have that. They little always have mouse. that little mouse yeah. on things. Okay. Um, but there's sibling rivalry, of course, between Norma and uh, Charlie, but also kind of Charlie and Algernon, the mouse, who they have constantly have him pitted against to do mazes and shit like that. This yeah. is a Belgian style triple. Oh, I like that. Yeah. With. This, Secret techniques, no biting, scratching, kicking, or hair pulling. So, it is a very, very light colored one. It does seem lighter than I would think a belt and triple would be. Hmm. This is it, odd. Someone said this is like an imperial Hefeweizen or something. I believe that. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like a milky kind of vibe. Some body to it, but, yeah. but there's not much flavor. None of those... those hips don't lie. None of those triple flavors you expect. You know, the pepper and the clove and the sweet. I, this has almost nothing in common with a Belgian triple or quadruple that they normally would have. Yeah, it's kind of like, I usually find triples like too sweet, too cloying. This is just uh, Triples and the quadruples, I don't know what the fucking difference really is. I think it's mostly... Claws usually are darker. I, those are like my favorite I know. This is This is good, but I don't think it has anything in common with a normal Belgian triple. No, not really. I have to admit, I don't like this. I'm just course, underwhelmed. I don't really like Belgians either, but not that this tastes I like a Belgian. Not they've done anything wrong. Just Hitler's back door. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that. I don't know. It's just I, I don't know. I just don't really like it. It's okay. It's not something I want to drink a lot of, but it's oh, it's okay. It's not bad. I just uh, I don't know. All right. Well, since we only have one more beer and a whole lot of book, we got to plow through. Jesus Christ! Yeah, we do. Because we did that double. That fucked us up. Okay. So he gets really team. smart. He realizes his mom was a big cunt burg, and <laughs> his dad was a pee whipped bitch. And uh, he he like starts to get smart. He gets mad smart, and, and he, he got wants, a hot psychiatrist, and he wants to uh, fuck teacher. the teacher, Alice, whatever the hell her name was, Alice, whatever. Awesome. Boot. She has a she has a last name because first he only knows yeah, her by her like, last name. Something. She's Miss Blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay, but it doesn't matter. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, Dude, you fucking just learned how to not shit your pants. Like you don't know what love is. And he's like, I'm not a smart man, but he I know wants what love her, is. He wants her to show her <laughs> more than words is all I need. So uh, that's too extreme. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So then he. Uh, he like takes her out on a date. Like, let's go listen to Stravinsky in the park because I'm cultured and smart now. Yeah, like he 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 gets real smart real quick. Well, he has a a machine, and this is this is when the book shows its age a little bit. Like the talking machine in his sleep. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He gets Dexter's labbed. I mean, yeah. even for a science fiction book, that was really dumb. 
I guess but this you know, is kind of a science fiction book. I think it, it, it won, by the way, the Hugo and the Nebula, right? Or one of them. That's uh, an idea stole, well, stolen or used from Brave New World. Yes, the, the sleep morning. The sleep, and there's a hypno god, hypno Hypnogic, yeah. Yeah, hypnogic, yeah. But this one, either the Hugo or the Nebula, or both. One, one, at least I'm one of those two. I'm literally looking at the page right now. So it is considered a sci-fi book, at least Awards. at the time. And, and I, never, I never thought of it, but I guess, Nebula. I, I guess Nebula. technically, yeah. yes. Well, this, is, this goes back to when yeah, we were all each other. the 60s of, you know. Well, it was a big time for sci-fi books, but this is when, thinking about when Nate and I were yelling at each other. Like practical sci-fi. Over what is a sci-fi book. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Short Story won the Hugo for Best Short Story. The expanded novel was joint winner of the Nebula for Best Novel in 1966, tied with... Oh, I know. It's by... Oh, wait, hold on. It's by Zelazny or whatever that nope. guy's name? It's something 17. It Babel 17 by yeah. Samuel R. Delaney. Yeah, Delaney. All right, I confused his name a little bit, but something... Yeah. And was nominated for the Hugo in 1967, losing out to, or to The Moon is a Harsh Mistress by Heinlein. Robert Hyman. What did Heinlein do? Uh, stranger from a Strange Land. Okay. Fucking garbage. Yep. Did not like that. Garbage. It was so so stupid and boring. Th- this is where like this is like the most science of the book though. Mm-hmm. And they. It's the only yeah. thing that's loosely science. Well, it is. I mean, they kind of. They, they and there's the a lot of, of scientists in the book. They, they do the thing. They in attempt the 60s to do science word to explain it. Yeah. It was it was a '60s version of. Uh, they used the phaser setting to you know. Well, they throw a bunch of words that don't make any sense. Like, oh, that yeah. sounds like science. Yeah. Well, your your techniques of enzyme extraction has really been helpful, but it was my theory of the subconscious nerve base. It's like yeah. a bunch of fucking mm-hmm. brain words and it's like, like oh. gobbledygook. Yeah, it means nothing. Yeah. But they didn't go too deep into it. Like, it wasn't like hard science fiction where all of a sudden they're like deep in yeah. there. So, uh, give it a even I'll give it, hard, even like yeah. hard sci-fi doesn't go into like neurology. That's true. It, it is a borderline it's more like sci-fi book. spaceships. But this this is more like nerd scienceology. But the science is actually not an important part of the book. No, yeah, it's they just say it's kind of say the point. I had an operation. I would say it counts as science fiction in that science. The point of science fiction is to like take a sort of uh, fictional technology, but then the point of the book is See to talk about the effect it has. Yeah. It's the effect that it has, and while this isn't on the effect on all of society. You could make the case that he's going to talk about that too, but it's really on the effect on one person. Well, I mean, I think back in the sixties, it's probably like a plausible scenario. It didn't seem maybe just because things were it wasn't more optimistic so outlandish in the sixties, like we were about to go to the moon, that this would seem more. Yeah, uh, we can send a message. We, we can make outlandish. we can make people smart. We could cure mental retardation and make people geniuses just by surgery and sleep learning. Yeah, giving them more synapses. Yep. Uh, I wanted to read the. Um, the uh, epi- epigraph or whatever in the beginning is a quote. It's from Plato, right? And that's... Not the clay. Not, not the meal. <laughs> <laughs> not Charlie's meal. From Plato's Republic. This is how the book starts. Anyone who has common sense will remember that the bewilderments of the eyes are of two kinds and arise from two causes, either from coming out of the light or from going into the light. Right? And he goes on. But that's kind of what happens to Charlie. He does both. Yep. Mm-hmm. He does he both does. of those things. Because he gets really, really smart, and then he gets unsmart. But that's not till like the very end. But he, like, he knows realizes. It's so he knows it's uh, impermanent. A bunch of other things that happen, in, and in terms of like him remembering his past and sort of what happened to him as a child that he didn't understand, but now he has. Now he can sort of interpret these memories and figure out what's really going on. He goes to. Um, he gets. Re- he gets like super genius level 
Like he can read and speak like 20 he, languages. He thinks that the scientists that made him are smart idiots. are fucking dumb because they only or, know like one thing and they don't know like, oh, you don't speak nine languages? What a worthless bitch. On that part, I remember, I know the part you're talking about. He actually makes an interesting point about how scientists like, you know, we as lay people think scientists are like these super All-knowing. geniuses, but actually they're just blind men they in the know, dark they know searching like a around super amount for something. of one thing and know nothing about anything else. Actually, that's not what he was saying. He was saying that even what we think of as super smart people are really just are really just like wandering around hoping to Trying stumble to upon the right out. thing. Like even they don't really know what's going on. They're just looking really hard. But he does it, criticize them for their shallowness of their Also, knowledge. they're shallow and, and for whatever the head scientist is. He's really mm, in it for... End. He's in it for the prestige. Because he's got the wife that fucking browbeats him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're in it for the prestige of the scientific accomplishment is like... Seems to be more important to them than Charlie's well-being. Well, that's what that, the, he witnesses he's a just big an argument. experiment who, to them. Who is more... Who gets more credit, right? They, they yeah. argue over like whose name should go first mm-hmm. on the paper or something like that. And I, it was my ideas. It was my surgery. Well, you couldn't have done the surgery with my ideas. You couldn't have and your they ideas. don't even done... speak Sanskrit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he goes to the party and he embarrasses them. He's like, well, what do you think about Professor, you know, you have read it in Indian the original French? Here. Yeah. And, and he's like, Who's the, who the fuck is that guy? He's like, well, he's written interesting things based on this Japanese professor's shit. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, who? You haven't read the original Hindi and Japanese articles? They came out this month. Like no one reads that shit. This is America. I can't 1962. read those, yeah. those tongues. And then and then the doctor says something like, "We all know the good science is happening in America, beating the Russians." Okay, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah, but it, it it is. I mean, I think it's both of those things. I think it's both. Right? He's criticizing the professors because he he starts reading voluminously and he's he he has to have a special room in the library because he reads so quickly. It's disturbing to people. So they have all these arguments and then they bring him to this big convention where they can show off how fucking smart they made this dude and this mouse and he's and and the mouse Algernon who's like you know cock of the walk of solving mazes <laughs> cock of the walk baby and Charlie's just like fuck this scene and he takes Algernon and he bolts and they both are gone away oh, I was actually saving that for later they both leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah and everyone's like scrambling on the floor it must have, I, mean, I haven't seen the movie but I bet it could be shot as a very comic kind of scene he's got the mm-hmm. mouth in a shoebox or something no he, he lets Algernon go yeah he gets him but he's, he, he lets him go and he's and waiting for Algernon just to like run around on the floor for all the women just to like just to jump on chairs like, oh and hold their God. dresses in their hands, and then he he and then while in the confusion, he's able to both grab Algernon and get out of the because room. Algernon knows to go to the back yeah. of the room. He knows that's, that's the, the best place to go because all he does is solve fucking mazes and get cheese. Yeah, that's true. But all, but it's been funny. Also, all the professors were just jumping on the floor and like throwing chairs over to get to a mouse. And then they, they think he goes into a bathroom. Well, they also, like, they Where also, does that vent go? They were I'll trying to like catch the mouse because the mouse represented like an enormous investment to them. Right, there's a, a fucking random uh, organization funding all this bullshit. Brain Inc. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes so, uh, so they both leave. Yeah, and then he, then he disappears. And they disappear. They go on the lam to Midtown. Right, right back to Manhattan yeah. where he lived. <laughs> He's been in Manhattan the whole time. Yeah. Which I think actually when they made the movie, they relocated him to Detroit or something. Like I feel like the convention was in somewhere else. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Shy town And a mouse got shot. <laughs> it was in Chicago. It's on the south side. <laughs> the south side mouse, yeah. So then he comes back and then he's, uh, he meets uh, the, the weird artsy whore. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, well, there's the, stuff with the, there's the stuff with the teacher, too. 
Well, he's like trying to hit that, but she's just like, Charlie, we'll be friends. And then he goes on a date with I her. I remember when no. you were fucked up. And she, she's like, you make me feel stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. First, okay, there's like a part that we kind of left out, which is that his mother beat him whenever he got an erection when he was a kid. And so now he like can't, then, yeah. he can't do it. And then he beat himself off. Was there some sister fucking thing in this? There, okay, I want to get to that later, actually, because there was some weird shit with that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I was let's, trying to remember. Let's save that I for one more beer I couldn't if that was actually, like, a thing that I was making up in my head. I don't no. think I'm drunk enough there's, to talk about this sister. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's this kind of a thing, though, yeah. So, so anyway, he, like, so when he gets smart, his teacher, named Alice, is, like, suddenly wants him, but he just, like, loses his mind. But he also alienates her. She, she's like, I can't even talk to you. I can't have a conversation with you because all you're talking yeah, about is he's like, he's like super mid, genius He's, he's midway on like the up and up. And he's like trying to hit that. But then he gets too far. Yeah. And she's beneath him. And so he's like, I still love her, but she's too fucking stupid. And she feels bad because... Does he say that? Or is, it, or is it more that she feels that? Yeah. I, I don't think, think it, he I said think that. It's, I think it's both. Like he does... Op- he, he loves her because he was... He doesn't know what love is. He doesn't. He doesn't. He never did because he was... At first, like, didn't know. He was actually a child. Yeah. yeah, and then later on, he's just. Uh, it reminded me of the episode of House. You ever, you ever watch House? I've seen a few episodes. There was one where the guy was like a super genius, but he spent every day robo tripping because it would dumb him down, so people would like he could like deal with regular oh, people. That's such a fucking Hollywood kind of. Yeah, thing. well, it's definitely it's definitely a, you know, a, a romanticization. Yeah, but it's not, it's not realistic. But it was like it's. He's like, oh, I just want to be normal, and but everyone's so fucking stupid. I'm too, I'm too, I'm too advanced for them. Oh yeah. Well, there's like two forms that that plot takes. There's a lot of things where they have that. Was, you, no one understands me, or I can't speak to anyone else. But Charlie doesn't. Charlie only feels it towards the professors because he had thought they were like these gods, and then he realizes they're actually just normal people who spent a whole lot of time learning about mice anatomy or something. <laughs> and so they're assholes. They don't understand the latest archaeological digs in Finland. Or whatever the fuck it is, because he's just reading all day and 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 accumulating. Knowledge. He knows everything there is to know. And writing piano concertos. I thought was so never, fucking absurd. When he's never played before, he just intuits how to play the piano. That it's like it's like off. one to one chapter or one entry in his yeah. journal is ah, there's a piano. I might learn how to play it. And the next one is I'm writing a piano concerto. I know that plenty will... of geniuses who don't know how to fuck music works. <laughs> Can I tell you that what the stupidest thing about that? Do you know what a concerto is? It's a piece I used for to. a solo instrument and orchestra. So does he also figure out how the fucking strings, woodwinds, and brass works? Yes, he does. By just looking at the piano? Yes, he does. He's a fucking genius. That's the the part where the the wheels start to come off a little in the book. Is that the part? (laughs) Well, no. I mean, I'm willing to go along with the journey uh, because this is not the only thing I've read that does this. It's not the only story like this. And I actually really enjoy the book. But that was the part because I have a music background, and I was like, "That's fucking dumb. That's yeah, not even, that's like, not even if, thoughtful." If, if you had any other science background, you would have found fault with that aspect. Well, of that's it. probably true, but I'm not a fucking genius. I do, however, know so what even, a concerto even is. Like people who are geniuses don't know. Like if you are a math genius, you don't know shit all about speaking other languages. Mm-hmm. It's true. Just everyone, all uh, the, the thing he criticizes sciences for is they know a hyper amount about one specific stupid thing and they don't know shit about anything Well, that's else. the standard criticism of like a PhD person or a professor. Yeah. They know more and more about less and less. So it's like... And it's fucking is, true, Is it outside course. the possibility could write a concerto in this, in this particular story? No. It just it's felt dumb. unnecessary. It was, such a, it was so, such a throwaway but it's, thing. But it's also something that like regular people could like understand better. Well, it's just, like it's, I know how... Like, ooh, classical music is fancy. He wrote a whole concerto? Wow. Where he has this all-encompassing genius. He could just do everything. He can do art yeah. and science and math. And learn 20 languages or whatever. Yeah. So he moves in I next guess. to Faye. Oh, that was her name. Yeah, I couldn't remember it. 
and she fucks. Yeah. Who's like fucking the... Like, she's like the bohemian princess. Yeah. She doesn't lock her door because she's like, eh, they're not going to... They've robbed every other apartment but mine because... going to let them in anyway. And it looks like a fucking hobo lives here. It's like a sloven mess. Got to get that dick. And then... Uh, and But their apartments share um, the fire escape. Mm-hmm. And so then he's like has to get into her. I forget how it works. He gets locked out of his apartment. And so he Some like, goes genius. into her and like walks across. Then he goes into her. Yes, also that. Yeah, and they start banging. And, and he she... builds a giant three well, D spherical maze for Algernon. Like Tube s- City. Like sphere. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, That's art. Art with a living element or something oh, like that. Right? So art. Do you art often? <laughs> <laughs> I just art into my pants. Art me. <laughs> art me hard. <laughs> so then yeah, he's banging her for a while. And uh, she's just a fucking hot mess. She's a starter kit for that genius dick. Wow. <laughs> well, he wants to bang the psychologist lady. No, the teacher, 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 teacher lady. But he doesn't have it in him yet. He's got to learn how to use his dick muscles. He says something like, I respect her. But so I don't I can't, respect so Faye. I, yeah, but I respect Faye, so that's fine. She wants that dick. She does. She does. Yeah. So he starts to, you start to find out that actually something's wrong with Algernon. So Algernon and, and um, Charlie have this like, parallel life in a way. Yeah. Great. That Algernon got the surgery first, and then they, they both love cheese. Successful in mazes, and uh, then uh, then Charlie uh, follows suit, and then they realize that Algernon, for some reason, is being an asshole. He's like not doing the mazes anymore. He's throwing himself into the walls. He's miserable, and they realize he's not as smart anymore. His like brain is deteriorating. Sometimes, like we'll get halfway through the maze, or he'll do the maze a couple times in a row, and the third time he'll just stop in the middle. And not know where to go, and then go down a wrong turn, and then just pick random things. He's frustrated. He's seemingly frustrated. So Charlie senses that this is going to happen to him because he's so goddamn smart. He can understand foreshadowing. <laughs> so we know now at this point that Charlie's genius is not going to be permanent, and it's going to dissipate. So oh no! Well, he got to then goes to like certain things happen. Right? He gets fired from his job. Oh yeah, from the bakery. So he well, that was earlier. Yeah, he finds out that one of the guys, like, Gimpy is stealing, and he's been stealing for probably ever. Skimming like eleven cents off of every purchase, and he try he doesn't rat him out, and it's like a quandary for him because he doesn't he doesn't have like the m- emotional maturity to understand this. He understands what's happening, but it's similar to his problem with the women. Like he doesn't really have the he's still like a child emotionally, which I thought that was kind of like a silly thing in the book, honestly. Kind of hokey. Uh, but then all of his he gets promoted and promoted and at the bakery because he's so goddamn smart and he's figuring shit out. And then they all realize, like, wait, the guy that we used to make fun of is now way smarter than us, and they don't know about the surgery. Mm-hmm. So they don't know what the fuck is happening, and they just petition the boss to fire him, which he does. He makes them uncomfortable because he's smart now, and they feel bad that but they, he's smart. But and the ne- boss says, like, you don't belong here anymore. And you don't need you know, me. Yeah, you don't need me. You don't belong here anymore. Oh, not belong as in, like, we don't like you. Belong as in, you're now, like, a fucking genius for whatever reason. This sweeping up the floor of the bakery is just not for you any longer. And he's hurt by this, of course, and leaves, though. But nobody, you know, even though they feel bad, they feel weird around him. I don't think they feel bad. Nobody ever apologizes to him, right? Nobody ever says, no, not never. really, no. no. That was wrong of us. They just kind of, like, oh, shit, he's going to know. And that grows our fun. Now we have to just make bread. <laughs> so he gets fired. Everything's sad now. And then um, he goes and visits his father. And his father sp- doesn't recognize him. Which, why should he? Yeah, no. But Charlie can't even bring himself to tell his father that who he is, that I'm your son, I'm just smart now. And in fact, he even says a line like, I'm no longer his son. Right. I'm not that same person anymore. He starts to talk about himself like there's a Charlie, uh, part of his 
aspect of his um, mm-hmm. mind old or whatever. Self, yeah. Like the, the old subconscious. Like, is like waiting in the shadows to come back at any moment, and then there's like what he is now. But he knows that it's only temporary once he finds out about the mouse. Yeah. But then he goes back and visits the mom, and she's batshit crazy. Yes. Well, first of all, she's senile by the time he visits she's her. Actually, yeah, she's but got like. She can't be know. that old. No. Because it's still the same year. He's still 32. She so could have early onset. So, she, but, but this is like she, that was a kid born in the 30s. How old could she really have been at the time? Probably in her 20s. Yeah. yeah. So she's like a 55, 60 year old woman, and she's just she has no idea what's happening, and she kind of has these weird flashes of him being a child, of him today, of him as the stranger, whatever. And, and then he meets the sister, and and there's we skipped over a lot of the flashbacks of how the sister was a real righteous cunt, and the mom was yeah. an abysmal whore beast, and uh, he still you know, feels bad. He's like, that's not my mom, that's my sister. Which is a weird thing. Or he feels like he needs to forgive them. Or like they didn't know or something. They didn't know he could be smart. Yeah. But the mom did try to help him when she was delusional, right? He, there's, a, there's that scene where he goes to the, uh, the quack, the guy who has like the machine that's like a, mm-hmm. a fucking, you know, zero uh, mimeograph machine or something. <laughs> like, this is going to help you. And he's charging the parents $20 a week, which is a good amount of money in 1940 or 50 even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it didn't even really say what the machine did, but I just assumed it was like electrodes on yeah, your head. But uh, of course, Charlie gets nervous and he shits his pants. And it was like aromatherapy in the forties <laughs> or sixties. It's a uh, he's having um uh, what's the fuck? Is that? He's having his magnets realigned. His chakras. His chakras. He's having his chakras cleansed. It's a mental homeopathy crap. Yes. Some some, but it's not even new age nonsense. It's just. Patent medicine with he's a got, machine. He's got a real machine, and everyone's like, "Wow, the machine must do something." But look, he has a secretary, honey. It's real. But the dad's skeptical, actually. Yes. The dad has no fucking balls, and he just lets the wife just yell at him all the time and beat up the son. And then the sister is normal, and the sister's embarrassed of the brother. And then there's a the fucking weird thing where, that, like, he sees the sister in the bathtub or something, and he's like, "She doesn't have a pee pee." And then he gets all fucking weirded out, and the mom beats the shit out of him, calling him a pervert and shit. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I, I don't. That was a weird thing because later on, when he returns to being a subnormal intelligence, he's spying out of the window on the yeah. woman in the bathroom. So the first part, you're like, oh, he's just a curious guy. He doesn't understand. He doesn't know the difference. He he doesn't get it. But then when he's consciously deciding to watch the woman take a bath next door, that's when he's like very much like. Almost reverted all the way back. Right, but but he still does understand. Like it's not you're not supposed to do this, but I want to do it anyway. Oh, it's eleven o'clock. That's when she takes her bath. Yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> and then strange. later, oh, she closed her blind. <laughs> oh no, I'm sad now. It's because his window was coated in semen. He couldn't see out of it anymore. It's like frosted glass. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> it's snowing outside. <laughs> Inside. Um, so then his intelligence dissipates and, and the professors and all that they're like hey don't feel but no hard feelings Charlie we never said to be permanent and uh, think of the science that you did with your terrible terrible ordeal here he did do a science and his intelligence at a certain point has just gone away gone away and uh, this is uh, Half Acre Beer Company Gone Away IPA Nate brought this this week for a different book but you know, we won't have to tell anybody someone goes away all the time that's, that's a big part of books. Yeah, he realizes he's forgetting shit, and his the paper he wrote, he can't, he can't, understand he can't even understand paper. it. He's like, I think I wrote this, but I can't even, I don't even know what it says. I so must have done too much Adderall. So the most heartbreaking part of the book, I mean, the ending really made me upset, um, is when he 
realizes he's going. He, he's not fully back to his original state, but he's getting there, and he, he's aware of the process, and he knows that he's going to have to be put into that the Warren State Home or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes to visit it, and it's it's home for you know what they called at the time retarded adults, and they have him divided into the ones who can go to the bathroom on their own and the ones that can't. And he visits the room where it's the deaf mutes making lamps or something like that. And the the, the man, whatever he is, the, one of the, the patients. The director? No, one of the, oh, patients, the patients shows the director and he's like, hey, but he can't speak, of course. But he points and he, he points at the lamp he made and it's, it's a garbage lamp. <laughs> it's bad. And everybody's like, hey, great job on that. You did a really good job on that lamp. And he's so proud. And Charlie knows that's going to be The weird thing him. is, they're deaf mutes, but are they like anything other than that? I don't know. I mean, I, it doesn't like, I mean, mental health and all those kind of things in 1965 I mean, were very mute, different. You can still tell that some of the lamp is fucked up. Well, they might have just been deaf mute in addition to being mm. mentally mm-hmm. impaired. Yeah. And Charlie's like, oh, I'm going to be like that guy. Everyone applauding a shitty lamp. And he's kind of a prick about it. He's kind of a prick for, you know, half a, a lot, fair yeah. amount of the book. But it's really sad. I don't know. It's something that like, just really bummed me out. Like... To be aware, well, he's, he's yeah. no, he knows he's going to be losing his mind. Well, there is something sad. There's something like tragic about a, an adult who cannot tell that they didn't do it well, right? And there's something sad about that. But you don't, you don't hold it against them. You don't. But they, they did, they did what they could, and, and that's fine. And, and praising that is not. There's nothing wrong with that. But for Charlie, trying to empathize with him, that he knows that's going to be him soon, and he was just previously capable of so much, is really just depressing. I mean, even though he was a scumbag about it to people. Well, he became too smart. He flew too close to the sun. So what do you think of this beer? It's good. It's very bitter. It's kind of just a regular IPA. I don't think yeah. it's not bitter. It's just a regular. I mean, it's normal. Bitter okay. in the way IPAs are bitter. So, uh, yeah, and then he alienates everybody around him. Mm-hmm. He, like, breaks all his shit. But he's like, don't clean it up. I need to see the broken shit to remember that I broke it. But he doesn't. Yeah, and then he doesn't <laughs> get it. And then he's uh go, he goes back and he works at the bakery a little bit, and then he goes to the home and he's like, hey, thanks, say hi to this. Pr- oh, there's one really really sad thing where he goes back to the class after oh, yeah. he, after he's banged the teacher. Well, he banged yes. her once, and then he uh, prob- no actually probably a, a bunch times. of times, yeah. and then she was living with him and she was trying to take care of him oh, as he was right, slowly yeah. getting worse, and then eventually he just yells at her and just says no. I, yeah, I feel so. I mean, I forget exactly what the line is, but he makes her go away. Yeah, it's like no. Well, he tells her go when it gets to a certain point. Mm-hmm. They agree she'll leave. Yeah, but then he kind of forgets that, and he goes back, and he's like, "Oh, I lost the book we were learning from Miss whatever her name is before the operation." Yeah, yeah. Like last and thing he really she, remembers, and, he, and she has to leave the room because she's fucking weeping. But it was just really sad. Like all, like his story sad, but like the people that like were connected to him, like their mm-hmm. story is really depressing too. And then he's just like, oh, I'm going to the home now. Please put flowers on Algernon's grave. Thanks. Bye, Charlie. And that's just how it ends, right? I mean, that's kind of it. Yeah. Join us next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we have a bunch of other things we could talk about. Um, okay, so first, this is where you guys are going to yell at me, but one of the first time through <laughs> I read this. Ethnic jokes, Nate? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, would yell at, you would yell at me for that? <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, first time through I read it, it was really sad. But this time through, I just thought it was actually the ending was, or more like, I thought Charlie was so annoying. The way, even when in his descent back to reverting to his old, you know, his old self. He's just such an asshole. And while that's not 
that's certainly understandable that someone would be that way. I'm not blaming him for it because, of course, losing your losing your mind or losing your mental faculties would be really aggravating, for sure. But he was just such an asshole. And talk about not not being I don't I want to say graceful about it. Not being it's like he wasn't. He wasn't thankful at all, which is one of the things other people were mad at him about. But he was just such a jerk. Like, come on. You could be a little bit more cooperative and not just such a jerk the whole time. I mean, we we can say that. But, I mean, if you were actually losing your mind and knowing you were going to become that again, you'd probably be pretty pissed off, too. Yeah, it's totally understandable. (laughs) But it was annoying. No, I, I, he was aggravating you. You kind of feel bad for him in the beginning. And then you're like, this guy's being a prick. But it, it, it kind of links in with the book there, the idea that he was emotionally immature, even though he was like, quote unquote, book smart. Mm-hmm. He was not savvy about the way the world works or how people think or how people feel. And so he was immature. I, I think that's part of it. He was also it. only smart for what, like a few months? Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole book's from like March to November or something like that. So, I mean, you know, he just never got a chance to even learn how that shit's supposed to work. He was like, I'll be gone till November. And then he came back. He was Wyclef gone. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I think that's a song. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So anyway, I, I found it irritating to get through the book the second time. I know. That's just the way I felt. I, know, I really I really enjoyed it both times. And I cried a little bit then. I teared up. Now, mm-hmm. this will happen at the very end of the book. Uh, I was feeding my kid, who's, you know, a few weeks old. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking about it very differently than when I read it five years ago or seven mm-hmm. years ago whenever I read it for the first time. But thinking about the parents and their thing, you know, any reason I think there's anything to be concerned about with my child, but that made me think of it very differently. And uh, I thought of like the tragedy of and the sadness of that of of that element of it of being a parent and, and mm-hmm. the things you cannot control, and that just made me really upset. Uh, not that I was like weeping, but definitely teared up a little bit at the end of the book. So I thought there were some similarities to Room actually, because not in the first part where he's locked in a room, but the second part where. Was it Jack in the character? Jack. And Jack yeah. in room, when he gets out, he has to dis- he's like discovering what the real world is like for the first time. And Charlie Gordon in the book is kind of doing the same thing. Even though he lived in the real world the whole time, he just had no comprehension of what was going on. So for him, it was all new. And he didn't really and so his challenge, especially in sort of like the middle third of the book, is like learning to understand people. And you know, Jack was kind of doing the same thing, learning to understand that, you know, there are other people. Of course, Jack was only five, so that would make it much more difficult. Isn't that like a trope, though, like the fish out of water kind of story? Oh, yeah, sure. Anyway, that, there's no water in this book. That felt similar. I also thought there's some similarities between this and Frankenstein. I thought that Because, too, you know, the dog, the, even though it's about the person who, you know, becomes changed... You know, the scientists, they made a monster. And he even, he's even, in fact, called a monster at one point. Um, by the, that's when he has the big argument with the scientists at the party. They mm. literally call him a monster. It's like, what have I created? And somebody says something like that. Like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, and also, I would say the sort of general sort of message of the book is a little bit like, this is the kind of danger that science can get, that, you know, the danger of science in that in Frankenstein, they created a monster that went out and murdered people. This isn't the same thing, but it was definitely really bad for Charlie. But nobody else, really. I mean, it kind of, yes. Well, you know, the teacher was really, really sad. Sure, she was And then Faye was definitely sad a bit. She eventually puts a lock on her door. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, she also gets a new man, so she'll be fine. Yeah, she didn't give a fuck. 
And also, but he also kind of like loses the only people who were his friends were through the other guys at the bakery. He kind of loses them too. And he kind of loses, he kind of loses everything he used to have. Well, I guess he does like a Icarus kind of story. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, I, I, would, I would also say that those guys were not his friends. Right. They're he only him. thought he, he only thought so, but they weren't. I don't know. I, I dug it. What do you think, Jimmy? I thought it was great. I didn't, I wasn't annoyed by him. I also didn't cry. All right. So, I mean, it was good. It was, I enjoyed it a great deal. I thought it was, I, I mean, I heard the title of this book for, you know, my whole life. I never knew what the fuck it was even about. So, you know, it was good to finally actually read it. <laughs> Why pick that as the title, by the way? Because it sounds cool. But it's like really, not I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there's some sort of like meaning behind the name Algernon. Like you wouldn't name a mouse that for no fucking reason. Some, I'm sure there's some symbolic shit. I don't know what Algernon is. But there's a couple of well, if it was Algernon. flowers for Mr. Whiskers, then it would be <laughs> a different sounding book. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers beat me in the race again today. <laughs> oh God, that'd be terrible. <laughs> so should people read it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. It's, it's quick. It. There's no reason not to. You could read it in a day. Is it science fiction? Oh God! Yes. I don't want to sit through these two again about this. <laughs> I think it is. Um, I don't think, however, that the thing that makes it science fiction, the science part is, is minimal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's almost not the point. And it has virtually nothing to do with it. Um, it's just the vehicle to get the plot going. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there was a, a similar shitty movie with John Travolta in the 90s called Phenomenon when he, he, a brain. he becomes a genius oh, yeah. all of a sudden. He has, he has telekinetic powers. Well, his brain just like develops at a crazy rate and he can like, learn Portuguese in a car ride and stuff and like that. telekinetic well, also powers. Also because yeah. he, he had a fucking tumor. Right, but it's the same thing but without the science element yeah. of it, really. And he doesn't become stupid at the end. He dies. He just dies. <laughs> dies of a tumor. <laughs> tumor. A tumor us. called Scientology. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I've read on the internet recently is that uh, Charles Manson looked at Scientology when he was in prison. He looked at Scientology and he goes, that shit's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's right. He was right about a lot of things. <laughs> Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be specific about which things, though. He did like the Beach Boys. Uh, but that's a similar plot, that yep. movie. And mm-hmm. no one ever called that a science fiction movie. It's just kind of like a I mean, it's, whatever movie. It's, it's, I don't it, this. You can justify it as one, but it's not really science in that because he just he has a tumor. That's not science. But the, so the only difference really is like one had a tumor, one had an operation. Well, one it's is... Kind of the same plot. One, it's, one is just, you know an accident that just happens and one is it was like they set out to do this through science scientific means sure but with the one except with that one exception it's the same thing right like that's a small distinction in so, terms of like the way the rest of the so book so you're saying that phenomenon is phenomenon is more like fantasy because it doesn't even pretend to really have science as the reason I wouldn't even call it fantasy I mean maybe just because I think fantasy I think like orcs well, and well he does have telekinetic powers so like true that's he can make sunglasses spin well, that's, that's the Lord Zenu, actually. Oh, <laughs> right. I forgot about that, yeah. But uh, when you sort of get down to it, what it really is the difference between science fiction and fantasy when science fiction is obviously, the science isn't real. It's fantasy. So it's sort of like how it's phrased. I think the difference is whatever you call, in science fiction, you call it science, and in fantasy, you call it magic. But other yeah. than that, it's kind of the same If there is premise. an elf, it's fantasy. <laughs> Probably. That's also a fair rule. Jimmy's rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jimmy's Law. If there if are elves, then this fantasy. is fantasy. No. It has been bequeathed. <laughs> uh, I, I just think, I mean, it is the lightest sci-fi you'll ever read. It's science it's fiction very light by on the science, yeah. accident. 
Is Never Let Me Go science fiction? See, yes. that's what people say, but also it's just like, I guess... It's like you, the same thing. You could thing argue like, it, but it's, <sighs> the science isn't, isn't necessarily... An, uh, it's, it's not really a necessary part of... It's, it's more like science Where all the kids are cloned so they can be harvested for their yeah. organs? But I mean, that's like, not science it's fiction? It's like the backstory, yeah, like yeah. The, the plot... Is, is the, the book is about the, the relationship. The it's not is, about the science part, the phrase, is, the phrase is the MacGuffin, where it's like the thing that exists so that the plot can happen. It's like anything. So like the science is this thing that exists, but the plot really has not much to do with that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it has more to do with it in Never Let Me Go because they're getting, you know, gouged. But mm-hmm. like in this, like they do the science, they did a science, and then, <laughs> you know, Thanks all this shit happens and then it's over. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure what I think, honestly. I'm, I'm trying to it, make a decision. It, it's definitely science fiction, but if you were to say, like, it's a sci-fi book, people would have very different ideas of what it is. That's true, too. Mm-hmm. I, just, I also just don't necessarily agree with Nate that science fiction has to be about the, the hazards of science or the, oh, the I would say the impact. Science. It's not necessarily the danger, but the impact on but it's society never, but, there, but there's never a science fiction book like, and then we will have no pollution. Like, it's always negative, right? Like, they're never, like, where's a science fiction book where it has a positive outcome? Multiplicity. Is that what uh, Michael Keaton? The Michael Keaton, yeah. We had the clones. Yeah, he made a lot of Michael Keaton. All right, it's not a book. <laughs> but no, the no. novelization of multiplicity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't talking about multiplicity, but I have an example. All right, sure. It's I'm Star curious. Trek. What? Yeah, Star Trek is, is where things science, are really Science good. and technology have progressed to such a point that no one needs to do anything anymore. Everyone just lives for fun. But they have this like mission, and they encounter. Well, that's bad just things. to explore. They do that because they, they, want, they to. want to. They they join Starfleet because it's like, hey, you know, they they don't have money anymore. It's just everyone has everything they could possibly want. So people just do whatever they want. That's kind of it's like is that's, that really it the is, premise? That of Star is the premise. Yeah, it is. It is. Even though every episode has you know conflict in it, that's and they have like a they weird are, thing that happens to them, but it is very much science is leading to something very hopeful. I mean, ever, they would have a meal and they just materialize a cup of Earl Grey, hot. Well, also, like, fucking Star Trek, uh, Star Wars, then. What's the negative part there besides when they blow up a whole planet? That's not science. What do you mean? Star, Trek, Star Wars is science? It's fantasy. All right, this is, now we're splitting hairs. Yeah, for sure. Well, okay, but I mean, Star, uh, Star Wars sci-fi definitely it, has a lot of sci-fi magic. Sci-fi is often... Well, the force, yeah. Sci-fi is often high-tech fantasy. They, I, well, that's why sci-fi fantasy get lumped together. Is yeah, it elves or aliens? That's really the only distinction. Magic or Knights science. Knights or spaceships. But like the themes hot and elves the plots are hot robots, <laughs> hot bots, <laughs> hobots actually. Robots. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll agree to disagree. I mean, I, just, I don't have a. I mean, I don't have a concrete. I mean, I do. Point I hear what you're saying. It's for sure. technically sci-fi, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, it, I think that's. A, I, I agree with that. I guess the label is most important to publishers. Yeah. Right, because they're the ones that have to label I think it on the most, jacket of the book. Most wouldn't publicize this as sci-fi. Today, certainly not. Yeah, just like Never Let Me Go is not really marketed as a sci-fi book. It's marketed as a boring book. It's marketed <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nobel uh, Prize winning boring book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, plenty of Nobel Prize projects are boring as shit for everyone else. Well, you know, it's just uh, uh, you ever read George Carlin's book Napalm and Silly Buddy? It's just a collection of jokes. But he has a thing that I kept thinking about throughout this. It was he had a section called short takes. So it was like one line jokes. And one was scientists in Sweden have discovered that they can make a mouse fart by tapping it on its belly button with an eraser of a pencil. <laughs> like, that's the science. <laughs> they can hold it by its tail, tap it on the belly with a pencil, and it farts. <laughs> Will you ever see those, what are they called, the Ig Nobel Prizes? Oh, the, I the have dumb, seen those, the stupid yeah. things? Where, like, they won the prize for, like, measuring the atmospheric pressure changes when penguins poop. <laughs> <laughs> and, but these are for real papers. They're for, yeah, they're real. I'm sure there's a reason they did these things, but, like, out of context, it's like, To spend funding. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. penguins do a lot of poop. 
They you should do know horrendous Michael. amount of poop. Have you ever seen a penguin? It's like well, it doesn't wash away. It looks like uh, it, it looks frozen. like someone left off of, a, of the top of a skyscraper and landed, and they were made of poop. <laughs> oh my god, that is a splatter pattern. It's like a Jackson Pollock, and they just walk in it all the time with their little fucking stubbed feet. <laughs> uh, okay, different discussion question. Sure. Would Charlie have been better off if he didn't get the surgery? Well, the one question I have before I can answer that is. Is he? We don't know if he's going to die like Algernon did. True. I think Algernon just died because he was a mouse, and they have two-year lifespans. <laughs> I was thinking that too. That's I mean, fair. like that's. Like, I think. I think you know, he's mice just don't old. live long. He's like eighty-five years old in mouse years. Yeah, science lab he's mice live days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lab mice live almost nothing at all in the scheme of things. So could be all right. So if we assume that he's just going to live out a natural lifespan, he's going to end up the same. The only difference is he's living at this home. He's, he's not really he, going to remember of, any of it. Exactly. In terms of what he remembers, he's already forgotten all of it by the end of the book. So sadly, he kind of ends up in the same place mentally. Though, it was a little better when he lived on his own and had a job and was independent. Well, also, when he was smarter, he had the knowledge to make the decision better. Like, maybe he knew that he wouldn't really be able to do it on his own forever. And so, if he had never gotten smart, he would have lived on his own until something bad happened and he just got fucked up. I think it's kind of a wash. What do you think, Nate? Uh, so ultimately, I do think he is better. It is he. It is good that he got the surgery, but he was not happier. Like he didn't he, have it long enough to get. I mean, even though like he, he got what he wanted, you know, before he got what he wanted because he, you know, he got smart, and you that's what he wanted, and he did get really good at reading and writing, like he really wanted to. But he was pretty much miserable the entire time because his whole world shattered. Yeah. And life also did not get easier for him. It only got more difficult because now he had to actually deal with much more difficult problems being actually dealing with real people and then real issues before he didn't, he had no capability of handling it. So he didn't have to. I, I can see that. That's a fair point. Uh, he, he, his life is never good. It's actually miserable the whole time through, which mm-hmm. makes me feel less uh, bad about crying at the end of the book because it's really sad. The whole thing is sad, but you'd have to be some kind of stupid head to not take the opportunity to better yourself. Right, like if some yeah. if a scientist sure. came to you with research and shit, like maybe maybe you wouldn't go through surgery to have your brain altered with enzyme techniques or whatever bullshit they said in the book. But mm-hmm. like we can make you a genius, wouldn't you at least consider it? It's like we don't really know what's going to happen, but we might make you a genius. Yeah, you'd absolutely um, consider at, that at least, especially if and it's not like a guy on the street. But I'm a professor of psychology from so and so university, and we have a grant from this prestigious fund. We're looking for to do this. He wouldn't be like, hmm, let me, let me think about it. And it's kind of a, I think, I mean, I think most of us would consider that at least. All right. Well, well, whether it's science fiction, whether or not you would take I think whether or not science fiction doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all, actually. No. I mean, if you're a hard sci-fi fan, you might be disappointed because you're yeah. expecting something different. But <laughs> I think it's a great story. And I think it's an interesting book and it's uh, famous and a thing that people reference occasionally and you'll not be stupider for having read it. So go fucking read it. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. Thanks for listening. <laughs>